We still do seven NUFC Matters show a week for free. But if you want to help support NUFC Matters, then there are a few ways of doing it. Hit the like button on each live broadcast and video. This helps the channel grow. Hit the subscribe button and select the all notifications bell so you don't miss a single show. If you want to help us financially, then you can join the channel using this button with the membership starting at $1.99 a month. Or you can drop us a donation in the chat using a super sticker. We're also looking for sponsors. If you'd like your brand advertised on the flies for the show and featured during the ad break, then email john at nufcmatters.com to arrange today. Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. It is Jordy's here, Jordy's there, and it is uh, the morning or the evening after the night before, and uh, Newcastle United's Champions League hopes are still in the balance uh, after a 1-1 draw at the Parc de France last night, and uh, I'm sure this panel will have a little bit to say about what we uh, saw unfold last night, and uh, first up, George, good evening to you. Um Wow, what a game that was. Nice, Steve. Let's, let's talk about the positives as well as the negatives, George. First of all, positives. It's a point against PSG. Yeah, that's four points off them in total. What's the positives? And a great goal, and a great goal by well, by apart Newcastle. From, apart from know, that, I, I can't I, delay I can't remember team. being more proud of Ernie Newcastle's side. Oh, sorry. Um I can't remember being more proud of a side than I was of that side last night. They left everything on that pitch. Came away with no help whatsoever from the officials. Uh, and as we're seeing this morning, UEFA have actually suspended the guy in the VAR uh, camera. Um, what about the referee? The referee could have left the decision as he did. It was him that went to the screen and, and changed it. Um, so, you know, that's a bit cockeyed as well. But apart from that, all those young lads that went on did us proud. And in Livramento, we, we've got a star of the future there. Well, he's a star now, but he's, he's going to be an even bigger one. Uh, so that all of that, all the play, the style and everything was fantastic. You couldn't be happier. And then at the end, our manager, I, I run out of superlatives for anyhow. If that had been our teller, Losing a goal that were penalty in the last 30 seconds of 98 minutes, <laughs> he would have been climbing the bloody Eiffel Tower to complain. Anyhow, smooth, just brushed it off nicely with, with a, a calmness, said what he had to say, and you, you could tell what he what he was getting at, but he didn't, he wasn't nasty, he wasn't he wasn't angry. He he would inside, he was probably seething. But he's a skilled enough professional to know that 
that's not the way to go. And it, it's interesting to me is the bloody Arsenal fans are talking about it more than we are this morning about how we're getting paid back for what happened to them and all that rubbish. Oh my goodness, how sad they must be. I mean, I, I can't remember um, something dragging on as well as that has. Anyway, um, yeah, lots to talk about. The negatives, it, well, the only negative for me is 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 how we lost, how we lost the, 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 the draw, how we, you know, were left with a draw instead of a win. Otherwise, it was fantastic. Our fans were fantastic. I mean, I get lots of lovely pictures and videos from the lads that were there that were, I was in contact with John and, 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 and Keith and, and so on. What an incredible advertisement for Newcastle United. An incredible advert for Newcastle uh, and its fans. So, yeah, go on all night if you want us to, Steve. But, yeah, <laughs> I can't find a negative other than the goal. I mean, that, that's serious. The, the rest, I can't think of any player that, for me, didn't earn that shirt last night. It was it was amazing. And in young Miley, it, it looked as though he's been in there all of his life. And then I read in Bappy's <coughs> comments on social media this afternoon, and all it did was make me laugh. How can a seasoned professional like that read a game that we've watched? Yes, you had all the ball, but what did you do with it? Nothing. Yes, you had all of this and all of that, but you did absolutely nothing. We beat you. Well and truly, you wouldn't have got anywhere near without the help of the referee. So, um, yeah, I mean, all positive, and, and I couldn't be happier. Um, and uh, them 11 lads that played last night and the others, um, yeah, earned, earned the shirt that they played in. They'll not let we're down anymore this season. We're, we're, we've, we've got a squad to be proud of. Young, old, you know, the whole lot. Absolutely fantastic. Okay, Neil. Um, for me, you know, I I've got to agree with your dad. I mean, there was no negatives other than the uh, the VAR decision. Um, you know, Newcastle went out with a with a, a game plan again. They went for that high press. They went at PSG in their own backyard. Um, and like your dad says, the possession um, stats that, that Mbappe is going on about. Well, yeah, you're at home. You're you're a Champions League veteran. You, you know, yeah. You've spent billions of pounds over the last few years trying to win the Champions League, and you play. You know you're playing really in a league which you more or less should win every year. Newcastle came to you, and and you know they've taken four points off you. That's what that, that's what we've done, and 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 a wonderful performance with with a team that that is which just keeps defying the critics. It's it's got so many youngsters, players in there as well. I mean, your dad picked out the youngsters, but let's not forget the the seasoned professionals who. You know, we we didn't expect to see in a black and white shirt again. You know, people like Jamal Lascelles again, Fabian Cher, who defies his age. He's defying his age. You know, it, ultimately, from our perspective, it's 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 an amazing time to be a Newcastle fan. And you just have to think that come January, should we get our players back fully fit, we're going to have Eddie Howe's going to have more of a headache than he ever expected. And what a great headache to have! I mean, I must admit, morning after the night before. Um... And I've got a little bit more calm and perspective. I'm, I'm certainly left more with pride than anything else. Um, we've gone. Uh... Oh, he's gone. Oh, hello. There's lots of problems going on in the, the UAE. The UAE, the, I think, with the, the internet. Ah, uh, lots of people pulling out. Um, 
the uh, yeah, I'm left with pride more than anything else than the cold light of day. I'm more frustrated at where we got eight minutes for added on time from than I am the penalty that came at the end of it. Um, because ah, yes, five, I thought six, maybe, but eight just seemed excessive. Um, there's everybody left everything out there. I, I, I laugh at myself, and you, you guys will know where I'm coming from after some of the comments on one of the WhatsApp groups yesterday. Everybody criticizing Pope. We'll never win anything with Pope and goal. I'm sorry, that lad was tremendous last night. Was you know, um, and uh, you know, to a man, people proving people are wrong, Jamal Lascelles. Everybody crying for an extra right-sided centre-back. That's actually not what we've needed this season. He's stepped up to the plate. He's come in and a much better player. I thought Trippier was class at, during the game, but actually after the game as well. And, and again, unlike Arsenal, dignified, uh, rational responses. We'll not be talking about this after the weekend. We'll get Man United out of the way. Hopefully we'll use this as a, as a bit of fuel to the fire. Uh, and to have Man United looking with one eye at us at the weekend, thinking, good God, they're going to come at us and they're going to be full of hell. Um, that'll be us done. 26 days later, Arsenal fans are still going on and on and on and using last night's uh, um, VAR incident as another way to have another yet another whinge and another cry about it all. Um, but that comes from the manager. And the way we behave and the way we go on comes from our manager, the figurehead of the club, who was basically a class act, like everybody involved in that squad last night. It's, um, it was really quite, um, you know, a dignified way to deal with it when we've seen other managers this season really lose their shit over much lesser things. And I think... Uh, and again, I've seen this comment a couple of times and I'm, I'm going to disagree wholeheartedly. I don't know where we were time-wasting at all yesterday. I can't think of a single moment when I thought, oh, we're pushing it here. Um, so if anybody's saying we've been time-wasting, they've bought into the dark arts theory and they've been totally sold a pub. Um, ah, keep marks as well, but that's... keep <laughs> is, you know, renowned for giving marks like that. It's unbelievable. Uh, you just ignore the French press. They're, they're just very, very hurt that this little club from the northeast of England has taken, should have taken six points and has taken four points. And you know what I'm left with a feeling of? This was the group of death we were told we were never going to get out of. We were never going to do a thing in it. And here we are, we're taking this to the last fixture of the, of the Champions League rounds and we're still in it. We can still qualify. Um, nobody give we a chance. Nobody, everybody thought it was a joke. Would embarrass the Premier League. Well, there was nothing to embarrass the Premier League there last night. And the only people who should be embarrassed are those officials in UEFA. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And how we trust it's only a matter of time before he gets us some silverware. The guy is a legend, both are coaching and dealing with some numpty press. Uh, Gary says, we're all deflated, but are now a team of substance onwards and upwards. Um, but yeah, I'll lead. Thoughts on last night's game? Uh, good evening, uh, all lads. And uh, I would like to say uh, 
to Stu. Uh, welcome to Riyadh again. Uh, well, I can't be more. I can't be more uh, proud of the team. Uh, the eight minutes, it's really, you know, the, the, the game was just go on and on. I don't remember any stop. Uh, there were maybe a hand, maybe accidentally by uh, Luis Smiley, I believe. It's more clear. You know, it's, Get in. Uh, Sorry, I believe. Uh, Galatas Rice just scored. Uh, yeah, go on, continue. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, I don't know why the, the last uh, one was a uh, blend. It was clear. And uh, you know, the referee was, you know, for God's sake, he was the World Cup final ref. So, how 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 he couldn't handle the pressure, I don't know. Uh, you know it's very clear. Uh, the rules now, the ball, when it's bounced from the body of the player, no, the player have no control and the hand was... I saw Rod Khalid, uh, the Dutch legend says, it's uh, and they want us to to play as a penguin or what? <laughs> it's really really embarrassing. Uh, referring by Wafa, uh, um, I think um, I believe that Newcastle. Yani, sorry to say that, but I believe that we need more. We we need strong media because this is the I think the way uh, it should work. If we have stronger media i think this will not uh, uh, happen again but uh, anyway we have still we we play a very good team a very good team a very good game and i believe that we still can make it to uh, to the quarter final yeah me too uh, sorry les uh, spoiling it but les is behind us in the game yeah galatasaray got a free kick outside the box and uh, yeah uh, good goal by Galtasaray. Back in a 2-1 now. Uh, half an hour played in the first half. Interesting interesting game, uh, that one. Um, and uh, before I forget tonight as well, shout out to uh, a shout out to Kenny Ranson, who has uh, been uh, a follower of the show for, for, for many years uh, since since we started back in COVID and um, not going through a great time health-wise at the moment. Uh, and we wish him well. Uh, best best wishes, Kenny. Hope, uh, hope you're okay, mate. Um, over to you, Kev. Your thoughts on, on last night's game? A fabulous defensive uh, display. And we've just beat the French over two legs, 5-2. If you look at it that way. Um, it was, yes, low blocks, all the rest of it. Coaching, jogging. It was just hard hard work, determination, grit, desire. Had something that I had to hold on to after we go 1-0 up. Um Really, I thought we should have been two up at half time with the uh, Isaac chance, or the first one. But hey, you know, hey ho, we didn't. So when you know we got the goal, we held on. We had we showed class in terms of the way we went about our business during and after the game, as has already been mentioned. Um, Disappointed in Paris and how they actually approached the game. I thought they would have come out at this a little bit more or Morgan's plays in the first 20 minutes. You know, that, that that's the first benchmark or a goal within the game. Can you hold out in a quite a hostile atmosphere? We did that. We even got the goal. You know, so we've actually uh, scuppered their game plan yet again. 
And then once we got a foothold within the game, understood how they were going to play, then we actually pressed, then we actually worked even harder to hold on to something and go and try and get the second, in my opinion. Yeah, PSG had had chances, of course they did. I mean, that, they're at home. You know, they're going to create, they're going to be a threat down either side. I thought Babby was very poor and just a whiny little you-know-what. Um, I'd rather have Dembele, to be perfectly honest. I think he's got a little bit more output than uh, Mbappe because if it doesn't go his way, then he's, you know, the no dickhead policy type of idea what we have. I don't think he'll fit in if we do go down that road for a superstar signing. But, um, yeah, the 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 eight minutes was baffling. We didn't make a substitution within the game. Um Yes, we might have had a niggle here or there for an injury. Yes, that's one or two at least. They've made, what, five? They made the full complement of subs from what I believe, maybe four. But with the staggered over that, I agree with Mitch, I was five maybe, if that. But then to see eight roll out, I was thinking, hold on. Where, where do you pull that from? Just a random number on the board. It's like a, a, a bingo card, you know. Oh, well, we'll do eight the day, that's out. We'll, they'll be fine. But then, um, then the ludicrous decision, which we'll sure get on to, of, of the of the penalty. Um, as long as I've been as long as I've been watching football, I've never seen a worse decision in all my footballing career across all levels of refereeing that I've seen. It, I mean, it was genuinely disappointing. Um, you could still go to the screen and still overturn the VAR decision, what was put into his ear, more than likely. Um, not saying that it, there's a corrupt nature to that, but it, it, it's quite fishy how it come, came about and who we were playing against, and all the other little caveats, the other little stories, what, what you know, were involved in the game, ownerships, etc., and this and that. But yeah, it's just one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in my life. But is on again on the positive from our side, and I was telling my missus through the game, just keep them going side to side, and they couldn't. Break. They couldn't break us down. They had to have something as an anomaly to win the game, and that's what they got. And and as a Newcastle fan, and the like, and others have said, this group is still fully wide open. And I can say Dortmund beating PSG in Dortmund because that's not going to be an easy an easy trip for them to go and get a result. We've got AC Milan coming to St James's Park, which I think will be a catalyst for us to go through into the next whatever competition it is if it's europa league or champions league and i think we'll get through not comfortably i think it'll be a typical you you know last fixture because i was there at in final when we won three two to get us into the into the, the last stages so i think it's something uh, it's written for us to go and do that and just put the rest of the european competition to right Mm, yeah, lots of permutations, uh, you know, from from the final group game, of course, and we'll be looking ahead to that in uh, the next couple of weeks. Stu, last night, um, injustice is probably the word that springs to mind because Newcastle didn't deserve that. They, they deserved, you know, they they, they done the homework, they did the job, and they deserved that win last night. But uh, robbed in the in the last in the last stages of the game. Yeah, I want to start by if. Kelly Ranson is watching, then strength to you, mate. We're all thinking of you. Uh, and also, it's Kelly Howe's birthday today. Happy birthday, Mr Howe. Uh, we've been a lot happier after the game finished after 97 minutes yesterday. Perhaps Peter uh, Silverstone can pass it in because he, he watches all the podcasts, so he can pass that on for you, Stu. Yeah, pass it on. 
And another bit of breaking news, um, I just received a message there that the VR's wife has won an eight-bedroom villa on the beach in Qatar in uh, in her local supermarket that was drawn today. Can you believe the look on that? Classic. <laughs> Not true, by the way, in case people start saying it's... Now, That's called day, a joke, people. That's called a joke. Yeah. At the end of the day, we, we, we've got... We're going to the last game in the Champions League with uh, more than a fighting chance of qualifying. It's in our hands to qualify for the next rounds of Europe, whether it's the Champions League or Europa League. And I think every one of us would have took that at the start. The the immense pride I got yesterday uh, and all day, well, all my life supporting them, but watching them battle, uh, I think the turn point, apart from the obvious at the end, was when Joe Linton got yellow carded because that seemed to nullify his his ability to to be as physical as he as nobody can be, uh, and I think that's why we sat back. But we sat back and did it very very well, as Kev said. They they went down one channel, they couldn't go. They had to come back across the field, try it other way, and they couldn't. And they were taking pot shots. But there's going to be times when we're going to sneak a win when we shouldn't off, or we'll get beat when we shouldn't off, and we'll draw when we shouldn't off. That's football, and that's why we all love it. You know, so I think every weekend there's a fan base that will say they like cry the injustice of how it went against them. But uh, it was a terrible decision, and I think it was Al Walid said that the the referee was the World Cup final referee. He was the ref of the Champions League this season. You know, he's, so he, he's off good stock. And I watched it on BN Sports and I uh, watched the game in Arabic, but then I, I put it back on the Gorilla Gloves and Andy Gray. And I was expecting them to say, well, Newcastle, no, they, they got what they deserved, but they didn't. They were actually defending Newcastle. And I think you, to highlight the importance of that, BN Sports is owned by Qatar, who own PSG. And I think we all know Gorilla Gloves was very very much against the takeover uh, and the build-up to it so for him to come out and defend your castle and and state that it was a shocking decision disgraceful decision i think he said and uh, it, it shows it was but there'll be times when we get away with one there'll be times again when things like that happen against us to me you could go down the conspiracy route and start saying well, they didn't want Newcastle. They know we're coming, but they didn't. They don't want us to come so quick. So, it. I think the the whole situation where we all knew as soon as the ref goes look at the monitor, we know he's going to overturn his original decision. We just hope that he had the strength to and to stand by his conviction of saying it wasn't a penalty. Now, from what I watched them, they be in Arabic. They could. They, they were looking at the screen and they were showing it from the right side. Our right side, so like from where Trippier's sort of angle would be, and the, it was frozen on a. I don't know if it was the same on the on the UK t- uh, channel, but it was frozen where the ball was hitting his arm. That's what didn't it did, yeah. Yeah. So that's all the ref can look at, and if the ref can only look at the ball hitting his arm, he's going to give it. So again, it's it's not the, the injustice of it being a penalty. It, it could easily have been a penalty. Where they might have got one before. We could have had one before. But it's it's how they're operating it, and that's that's where you get the suspicion of something a bit more sinister than human error. When the, the freezer frame to say, look, well, that's in his hand, or that's in his arm. But if they showed the full thing running from the other side, where 
it's clearly bounced off his chest and just brushed his arm. It's not a penalty, but it is what it is. And, and I think many people have said if if we were good at this last game with every chance to get through and we'd be unbeaten against Mbappe's team because we thought they would be the, the group leaders and we were vying for second place with the other two. Uh, it seems now like Dortmund are going to win the league and us now getting two defeats off them, one undeservedly, one deservedly, doesn't look so bad in the grand scheme of things if we wallop AC Milan, which we're most more than capable of doing. So, of, of course, I was as angry as ever else last night, shouting cheats, this, that and the other. But at the end of the day, that, that's how it's going to be and we'll just have to accept it. And we'll move on to bigger and better things and let the backlash begin on Saturday against Manchester United. OK, Steve, um, I don't know whether you want to talk first or the cat. Um, uh, but give us your views on last night's game, Steve. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> uh, just so, so proud of the uh, That's all you can say. Attitudes. Uh, and, and... Uh, Steve, your connection's poor. Um, unfortunately, mate, we can't hear you. Um, you you're frozen as well now. We'll have to take Steve out. He's uh, unfortunately not not in the best of places at the moment. He's cat sitting. That's where he is, and he's still abroad. So hopefully, we'll be able to get him back on uh, after the ads. Here we go. A big thanks to all our sponsors: Skips and Bins. Telephone 0800 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website, skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. A big thanks to Mr. Vicky's sauces. They are handmade in Cumbria. If you want to order some of these sauces, call 01768 210102 or go to the website, mrvickys.co.uk. Thanks again to United Group Travel. They are a UK coach holiday firm and they are based in Morpeth with pickups throughout the Northeast. No strangers on our tours, just people you haven't met yet. They're on Facebook. They've also got a website, unitedgrouptravel.com, or give them a call, 01670-632-460 or 0791-666-4174 or 07957-141-654. Big thanks to Darren Baldwin Funerals. They're an independent funeral director based in Gateshead. You can find them at their website, darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk or give them a call, 0191-478-2730 or email darren at darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk Big thanks to Neil and the lads at Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. And a big thank you to New Workwear. You can find them at newworkwear.com If you want to help the channel, then please subscribe. Hit the subscribe button underneath today's video. Hit the thumb up, which helps you like the video. And please click share and share it to your other social media. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast providers. If you want to help the channel, you could take out a one-off membership. You get a cup, a pen, a membership card and a scarf. It's a £25 one-off fee. And you can go to anyufcmatters.com and click membership or put your smartphone over this QR code and it will take you straight there. We also help the food bank on this channel. 
If you want to help the food bank virtually from wherever you are in the world, click on nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk and it takes you to the match day bucket and you can make a donation no matter how big or small. I'm also involved in the Northeast Footy Breakfast Show. You can find us on the tuneuk.com. I do Monday to Friday with Ted, the Sunderland fan, and Rye, the Borough fan, and Radio Dad Dave. Uh, lots of fun, 7 till 9, every morning. Give us a listen, you'll not regret it. We also help support people in the area who are putting events on. An evening with Nobby Solano takes place on the 19th of January at the Tyneside Irish Club. And an evening with Peter Beardsley takes place at the Tyneside Irish Centre the week before on January the 12th. Tickets for both events are available on Woucher and would make fantastic Christmas presents for anyone of a black and white persuasion. Okay, welcome back. Steve's struggling with his internet. I'm not sure whether we'll get him back on the show. Albi Lamport, uh, thanks for your comment. Proud Toon fan here. Four points from PSG. I'm more than happy with that. How are the lads? Uh, Kenny, good evening. Uh, no, Kenya, sorry. Kenya Mag says, never felt as proud of the team and as disappointed for them. What an effort. Even the Newcastle haters like Kundi were giving us praise. Uh, Ronald Wood, has any of the big sports channels had any ex-referee's opinion on the penalty decision last night? There seemed, I've not seen any TV today. I did see Keith Hackett straight away getting into the uh, VAR decision, saying it was the disgrace. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's a borough lad through and through as well. So, uh, I, th I, th I think there's a few, one or two one or two people have come out and, and spoken about it, but not seen anything on uh, TV uh, as yet. Okay. Um, we're going to move on from that and we're going to look ahead to the Manchester United game at the, at the weekend. George, I'll bring you back in. I know you're slightly delayed, so there's about a 10-second gap. If you want to unmute yourself, George, um, and what I'll do is I'll, I'll come to you now. Can you hear us, George? Are you there? George is suffering with his internet as well, unfortunately, tonight. So, Mitch, we'll come to you. We, we'll be looking ahead to this on, on the Amigos, of course, but yeah. I mean, the fact, the fact that there's no... The fact that you know we really didn't put the substitution, you know, we, we didn't have any substitutes last night. It's going to be testing for him. I mean, he went with an unchanged team last night. I, I don't believe there's going to be many players available again next next Saturday on Saturday. So it's it's going to be tough, isn't it? He's he's going to have to rely on on the on the young players again and and some of those older heads who who we didn't expect to see again. Richie, of course, will be available. They're a squad who've done were proud against Chelsea, so why can't they do that against Man United? Mm -hmm. As far as I'm concerned, um, we'll have a couple more options. Um, if, if any of the players are back, then happy days. That's even better. Um, but uh, I, I, I can see him only making limited changes. I mean, the, the, the fact that it was obvious from about 75 minutes on, Isaac was nagged last night. He... he didn't leave anything on, uh, on the pitch at all. He, he put it all out there last night. Um, so, um, we've just got to ask him to go to the well and dig deep again, I suspect. Um, if Wilson was fit enough to be able to say, right, we'll keep you in hand for the last half hour, that would be fantastic. Um, don't think that'll be the case. If we're lucky enough to have anybody back, then that's that's... A bonus as far as I'm concerned. Um, I guess the only decision he's got to make is does he do something with Hall um, and Livermento? I've even seen a suggestion is this the time to give Trippier a rest and 
bring Livermento over to the right hand side and and, and put Hall in at left back and say the trips have a weekend uh, on the bench. But I can't see him doing that myself. He seems to stick with his his, his preferred players and his his, his steady hands. Um, I don't trip. I would want that either. Um, uh, I think he's. Uh, I think he'd be prepared to play seventy odd games a season if if it meant success for Newcastle United. Um, so we've got the beauty is the amount of faith they've given us in that young squad on the back of the Chelsea result on the back of last night. Um, that when was the last time you thought, oh man, United's coming this weekend? Really up for this? Let's let's take it to them. Um, it just feels different. Feels different. We've got a confidence. We've got a belief, and the belief stretches through the fan base, and that comes from the manager. And it's and it's over spilling and pouring down. And so, um, with that at home under the lights, late on a Saturday, it's in James's Park where it'll be bouncing. Like I say, I, I think Man United will be looking at that, thinking on the back of a trip to Turkey. Don't know if that's the best place I really want to go this weekend. Um, yes, so all we've heard about is a ridiculous um, overhead kick that was a spectacular goal, but he's not going to score them every week. That's not going to happen every week. Um, I also have to have to feel for Everton fans who put all that time and money and effort into a protest to have it destroyed within four minutes by a spectacular overhead kick. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think. There's nothing for us to fear. We can just go and be what we are. We put that level of effort into that game again at the weekend, and I've got no doubt we'll come away with three points. Okay. Alba lead Manchester United against Newcastle. It's in James's Park on the weekend, eight o'clock kickoff. It's uh, it's always a big game in the calendar. It's one we always look forward to. And Newcastle have had a bit of success in recent years against them um, at home as well. Uh, they're currently winning two one against Galatasaray in the uh, Champions League. Obviously, the you know Newcastle have got an extra day's rest. Uh, whether that makes much difference, of course, I'm I'm not, I'm not entirely sure with professional footballers. But it, um, you know, it's a big game, I believe. How how do you uh, how do you think this game's going to play out? Uh, well, uh, Steve, the, the good thing that Newcastle now, I think, maybe just uh, maybe just Manchester City is uh, for performance is better. And also we beat them at Carabao. Uh, it's only a matter of time, so, so I'm not worried. I know that every year we're gonna be better. Uh, uh, we know it's not Newcastle after uh, break, after the international breaks, become better after resting and after uh, just the injuries that maybe we we, we were worried about. Uh, good that we have transfer window soon, so hopefully we get. Uh, the, the best use of uh, the, this uh, transfer window, we need really players so, so we can continue the season. Uh, Newcastle played a tough game last night. Also, Manchester now suffered from Galatasaray. So uh, I think there is a good chance that we could uh, win this also uh, tomorrow. Sorry, uh, not tomorrow, on Saturday. Um, uh, so I think um, we... we the, the difference between the points between Manchester, the first team Manchester City is, I think, uh, six points. 
So we can really fight for. <laughs> I'm not joking. We can really fight for the title. It's uh, if we get the, the the right players in the transfer window. Yeah, the quadruple still on, lads. Uh, we keep saying it on this show with tongue in cheek, but uh, you never say never when Newcastle at the moment. George, welcome back. You're internetting sync by the sounds of it now as well. So that's good. It's uh, it's good to have you back. So just looking ahead good, to the Manchester good. United. Oh, it's not in sync. Uh, looking ahead to the Manchester United game. Um, from our perspective, it's a it's, it's a huge game, George. Um, in the calendar, we always look forward to it. Um, the tout, the title race is on, says Danny Craig. I think he, I think Danny Craig's right. The way our lot are playing, there's nothing in that Manchester United team that we should be frightened of. It's the other way around. They'll they'll be scared of us on on Saturday, no doubt about it. Um, they'll be expecting all sorts, and I think they'll get all sorts if them lads perform like they did last night. So, you no, know, I've I've no fears about uh, about that one. It could be uh, another one of the classic Newcastle Uniteds, you know, the the, uh, the five nils, the, the and all of that sort of thing. It could be one of those. It's such it's it's so in the melting pot. Does also depend on which Manchester United comes, because at the moment that they're, they're, they're Jekyll and Hyde, aren't they? One 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 week they're, they're awful, next week they're, they're playing uh, top of the tree again. So um, it could be anything, but what it will be, uh, in my view, is an entertaining game of football. It'll be exciting. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, looking forward to it, um, and uh, as always, um, if they're on metal, they'll give as good as they get. But as I say, they have a habit of uh, some games disappearing for a while. Well, they can't afford to disappear against us, otherwise they'll get a shellacking. Good stuff. Kevin, thoughts on this game at the weekend? It's, uh, the game's coming thick and fast. We knew this was going to be a busy <coughs> period. You know, uh, we had 10 games in 32 games, uh, uh, thirty-two days, sorry. Uh, two down, Chelsea win 4-1. Uh, creditable draw last night, 1-1 against PSG. Manchester United, big game this coming up. It always is, and like you said, it's the one we look for on the calendar. You know, when when the Man United come to town. But um, I watched the Man United Everton game. I, I was, you know, Ganacho's overhead kick was probably the goal of the season. To be fair, up to this point, I mean, but Everton weren't great. Man United were not that much better, and they got the they got the result what they needed, and that's what you got to do away from home in the Premier League. But um, you know, looking as of tonight, Man United obviously in Galatasaray when it's been absolutely chucking it down all day, playing on a very, very heavy pitch from what it looks like when I've had a dip in, dip out and having a look. So that's going to take its toll, plus the flight back from Turkey, the lack of recovery time. And then, as others have said, a little trek up to the northeast of England. And so I think we'll be buoyant. Yes, there's be disappointment from last night, but I think Eddie Howe will be requiring a bit of a response in terms of 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 an injustice of the result that we really should have got and really put them to the sword. Um, I think, and George has said it, they're like Jekyll and Hyde at the minute. You don't know what you're going to get from Man United. Um, I don't really enjoy the way they play the game. Um, it's very counter-attacking. It's very get the ball forward and, and, and break through lines with speed and all the rest of it. But I don't think they've got really anybody that can hurt us. Rashford maybe, but outside of that, I think the, the all fought no poo, essentially. Um, 
the, the flatter to deceive. They might get one here or there, but again, it's Manny Knight coming to town. You just don't know what you're going to get. But I think we'll come out again. It, it, the the start is going to be very crucial to our the, the outcome of the game. Um, if we start well, if we start in the face and pressing, but again, we have, we've got to look at it from our perspective. Can the, the players empty themselves again and dig deep again to go and do that? But that's the way we play, so we have to. If you're not, you're going to be subject to be sitting beside the coaching staff and somebody else will be coming in and, and somebody else can go do it because there's quality there within the, that young bench and we might even have to chuck Carriers up front to get, get involved in Maguire and see what happens with that. But I don't know. I'm just joking with that one. But uh, no, I think, I think we can we do one over on Monday night this, uh, this weekend. Sorry, hold on. My dog's barking at a neighbour running and stuff like agreeing, that. Agreeing with you. Yeah, so exactly. She's got an opinion. Uh, no, but um, I think we'll, I think we'll, we, we could do one over on Man United and it's, you know, we've done them in the, in the uh, Carabao Cup at their place. And I think it's a, uh, be just as a, that we do it at our place under the lights, like Mitch said, it'll be absolutely bouncing on us at what, eight o'clock kickoff, I think it is. Um, so yeah, just hope me and dad doesn't put something out after the game that the atmosphere was crap. <laughs> so, well, yeah. to be fair, he's come out and apologized oh, well, yeah, well, in, in a roundabout way. He hasn't yeah, apologized, yeah. He's, he's, he put it right, I think, and we'll he move did. on from that. We'll but, yeah, right, but, um, but yeah. I think we'll, I think we'll get something, I think we'll get something from the game and 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 really lay a market down into that fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth, pushing into the upper echelons again of the uh Premier League. Yeah, great stuff. All right, Stu, Manchester United coming up this weekend. Thoughts. Strength comes from adversity, and we certainly are backs to the wall on the amount of players we have available. So it's all hands to the pump. And you think of the shift they put in yesterday. I don't think I've seen Miggy run as many yards as he did yesterday. So I've been critical of his end products, but yesterday, what he, his, his team performance, I thought he was outstanding, as everyone else was as well. Uh, so I, I think we'll go again. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we'll go again. And what I'm looking forward to is Eric Ten Hag at the end of the game complaining that we had an extra day and they had a tough trip to Turkey, blah, 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 blah. And I hope he is seeing all this because I've seen nothing of Manchester United that really threatens, that should threaten us. We've got the advantage. We're not flying back home and then having to fly down to Bournemouth and all the extra travelling and nights over and stuff like that. We will have the, so in essence, it could be an extra day and a half we've gotten them. I'm sure they would have been rested a day and it'll be an extra day to strategize, get rest the limbs, get them all massaged, give them a bit light training, get the tactics done right. And, and if it's going to be a blizzard on Saturday, isn't it? Snow is predicted by the sounds of things. Not here in Saudi, it's not, but yeah. over back home it is. <laughs> I, I can literally blow them away, and and I expect to, if you look, it's sometimes you you have to take a step back and not listen to the media because Chelsea was going to be the team that was going to challenge for the top top four after beating the nine man Tottenham, who thought it was good to defend on the halfway line, uh, and then they they had a good one good performance against Manchester City. We took them, we played them off the park, especially the second half. 
and I think we'll do the same at Manchester United. I, I'm, I'm just confident that we'll beat Manchester United as I was, that would be Chelsea. Okay, um, Mitch, we'll come to you if you're if you're there. Um, just just want to talk about sin bins, um, the latest in a long line of stupid things that they're talking about bringing into the game. Uh, we're getting more Americanized with these ideas. Um, I was talking about it on a breakfast show this morning, and some of the lads think it's a great idea. I'm not a fan of, of changing to this extent now, um, re really because we can't get VAR right. So bringing something else in, uh, you know, uh, I just I dread the day when we start having advert breaks for VAR checks and, you know, having, you know... They're, but, Steve, they're already here. It happened in the World Cup. This is where we're at now, though, with the Premier League. We're getting close to that. So, sin bins. Sin bins, yeah. The idea is that a player who is, is you know, is, is I don't know, booked, could be booked for dissent, is going to get, get 10 minutes to cool off, stuck in a sin bin, and then allowed to come back on. Um, Paul Merson says it's going to kill the game. Just kill the game. I'm all for different ideas. <clears throat> I'm all for ideas being looked at about what they use in other sports. Um, looking at how they use the sin bin in, in rugby at the World Cup this, this year, uh, whereby if, if they've got a, a decision to make on is it a yellow or a red, you get your yellow, your sin bin, where we have another look at all the footage and we decide whether it's a red or it's a yellow. Um, I think... For all, I have issues about some of the decisions that came out of that during this World Cup. That seemed to work quite well for rugby. I'm not convinced it works as well in, in, in football. Um, I, I like the idea possibly of going to a ball that ball goes out, stop the, stop the clock 60 minutes. <clears throat> However, does that then become another opportunity to turn it into quarters and Americanise the game? Uh, where do we go then? Rolling substitutions? Um, it, 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 there's a chance you could start diluting the essence of football, of the game as it is. Um, I'm certainly open to ideas of trailing things because there are some decisions like dissent, um, which sometimes a yellow seems to be over the top in terms of punishment, however. Um, if more referees used that properly and judiciously, perhaps the players would stop doing some of the things they do. Um, well, you know, with something like that, um, I do like the concept being touted around that only the captain can speak the referee. Hey, that would stop a lot of it immediately. Um, and, and, you know, we've had cases where Bruno's picked up a yellow card for waving an imaginary card. The problem with that is it's not applied consistently by the officials. And therefore, you can see games where players have been doing it and they haven't got the yellow card. And so do we then see occasions whereby um, if we introduce a sin bin, you get some games where players put the sin bin and another game where he's just given a yellow and crack on. It won't be applied consistently because they've, they've shown week in, week out in the Premier League, the officials can't get anything on a, right on a consistent basis. This is why we get annoyed. A, a, a bad referee is consistently bad. And at least you know where you stand with a bad referee. The likelihood is it leaving out through the game because that bad referee will make the same bad decisions for both teams consistently. What we have are inconsistently bad referees. 
they'll bafflingly make decisions almost like they go go along, almost like they make it up like they're going on. And if they can't get the basics right, chucking in some extra, like making the decision whether that's a yellow card or a sin bin, would blow some of their bloody tiny minds. And I think we'd have more problems as a result of that than than than, than fewer. Um, there are certain things in football that I'm open-minded to that being seen brought in. Really don't mind at all. Um, because the game's got to progress and all games progress and change. Um, like I said about how I see in certain uh, uh, sports whereby they introduced video technology, but it took them NFL about 10 years to get it where it is at at the minute, where it's kind of okay. They've got that pretty right and consistent now. Um, rugby's taken four or five years to get it right. Cricket took a lot longer than people realised because the Indian Cricket Federation was so resistant to video technology and third umpires. And then only once they decided, yes, actually, we can now see after a few years, this is kind of working, so we're now on board. Um then suddenly that's now starting to improve. But they still get things wrong. Nothing's ever going to be 100%. Um, and at the minute, to introduce additional complications to the system, when they can't operate the system right as it stands, would seem like nonsense to me. William Smith says, I do think teams should be allowed to temporarily substitute off a player if they suspect a concussion, especially a Con goalie. Concussion substitutions are a very very much more important thing to look at and I think it's something that should be addressed within soccer. Uh, the, the, I know some of the FIFA documents I've seen on it, there's a willingness to try but a seeming resistance within certain parts of the football community to let it happen. Yeah, Ziad, good evening, says uh, they can't even get there, all right. Sin bin's never going to work. How long is that going to take? Um, and uh, Tim, good evening, says, I seen Michael Oliver was there last night. Would love to hear his views. <laughs> He'll definitely have had an opinion. And Gary says, sin bins. They mentioned four quarters. I'm done watching football. Yeah, keep the keep that up with your pizza, Gary, four quarters. Uh, Alwaleed, sin bins, good idea, bad idea. Well, the sin bins, I read it here. It's like kind of a, a green card. So... Uh... I, I totally agree with Victor Neil says uh, we should uh, focus on the on the review or unite the rules or the the basic rules of the referee. I, I, sometimes I can't understand uh, if the defender pulling a shirt of the striker. Sometimes it goes. Sometimes it's allowed. It's it's really totally weird. Uh, if any, it will be. Uh, Causing more problem if you if you make the player uh, stop for ten minutes after he warm up. This also will cause a lot of injuries, and also could be a good advantage from the player. He want if the player uh, is tired or exhausted, he will do something so he can get a rest. It's it's really you know, ridiculous. I think we should stop at VAR. Nothing yeah. else. Stop at VAR, nothing else, says Alvalid. Lots of people saying soccer, Mitch. Hello. That's right. Soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was tongue in cheek from Mitch. I know him. I know that. I, I think that's what he was doing there. And he certainly got a couple of bites off Ronald and Craig there. Soccer. Uh, George. Just have you know that soccer is actually an English word in origin, by the way. But that's it is. It is. Semantics. 
People just thought you were Americanizing yourself. I think that's why. Um, Mitch, Mitch said that. Uh, um, George, thoughts thoughts on the whole sin bin idea? Are you a fan of it? No. It, well, I'm nervous about the current Premier League and the FA touching any of the rules because they've made such an arse of all the rules we've got now. <laughs> what they're going to do next? Look what they've... We had a fairly, fairly easily describable and simple, appliable offside rule. Ask people now if they know what offside means. You know, people, sometimes offside takes so long to blow the whistle. Somebody's had their leg broken in the, in the play that followed up. It, it's absolutely stupid, absolutely balmy. And then other simple things that they don't even bother applying now, and you know what I'm going to say next. I've never seen a proper throw-in for about two seasons at Newcastle United from anybody. And uh, um, if it's part of the game, you've got to do it. You've got to play it, do it right. Otherwise, take it out of the game altogether. The other one that I uh, harp on about sometimes is the... um, uh, how we protect goalkeepers now. I think I think it, it 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 started as a good idea. It has just gone over the top. Don't complain about goalkeepers wasting time. You've given them the ammunition. You've given them the ammunition. The, it, how many of them now do do what uh, the England goalkeeper does? Um, little hands, uh, little little arms. Pick Every time he catches the ball, he goes on on the floor and flat on his chest and wastes another five minutes. So. I'm, I want to try things. Happy to see football progress and try things. I'm just nervous about the idiots that are going to try them because they're making a, making a backside of the of the, uh, the 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 rules I've got now. So, yeah, let let's try it. But for goodness' sake, get some real footballers in that it's all out instead of the uh, the suits and the blazers and the and the part timers that do it now. Kev, Sinbins, yes or no? Not for me. Um... And I can obviously be the American over here, so I can understand the American sports analogies and stuff like that. And it, they've taken heading out the game up until, until a certain level, certain ages, which has destroyed the game over here from a youth level. At the pro level, if you go into sin bins, then you can see like it'd be like a gold gym membership card scheme on the front with bicycles and stuff to try and keep players warm. And that that'll be the risk for me is if you sub uh, sin bin somebody for X period of time. Body cools down, then you would still have, then you have to re- reactivate as a, there's a pre-activation element to get back onto the field of play. Um, not a fan of roll on, roll off subs. Um, again, that's I've come across a lot of injuries within my own players who come in, come out of the game, go back in after another ten minutes or something like that, and then they pick up little niggles or get a little more injury prone. But I can't remember what what season it was within the descent rule and things like that because that's what it's really referring to the the, the actions of players around the referee. Didn't they drop the ball? It's like a Mitchell understand this. Like it's like a flag in the NFL where you lose yardage um, and things like that. I'll be for that, not throwing a yellow flag or whatever. Just push them, but like push them back further and where the foul occurred, push them back further five yards. If there's this, there's this. Maybe a yellow card within that if it continues. That would be something that I'd be involved, quite happy to see. But in terms of the Sinbin element, I'm more with the way the game is going plus the length of game. 
um, the injury thing and the reco recovery of of that is is a problem. And I wouldn't go down that Simbin road. I mean, we're struggling with VAR, like Alwali said, and others have said. I think it's going to be have to be a, a on the field thing versus taking a player out. It would have to be something on the on the on the field of play or, or the yeah the soccer field. We'll call it that. Soccer field, God Almighty! Touchdown <laughs> in the fourth fourth quarter, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, my hell. Um, Stu Sinbins, yes or no? No, definitely not. I'll tell you why not because the adage is not broken. Why try and fix it? And there's not much wrong with the game. You ask ten thousand fans, get nine five hundred would say the thing that needs fixing is the way VAR is working at the moment. And it's not five or seven with your roll on, roll off subs. And at the moment, there's enough debate after every game already. That's nice. And then uh, Mitch said there it'll be open to the match officials, the referees we call them, the the referees. Of should he get it, and that could be different to the next person who doesn't get it. Uh, and it could also then lead to the implication that there is towards teams and not others because, oh, that was a challenge, right? You go. What happens, like, for example, let's talk about us beating Arsenal again. How many Arsenal players crowded around the referee because you're going to sit in them all? So, where's the stop? Yeah. Do we have do we have three levels or four levels, five levels? You know what? How many color cards do you want? Yellow is for a foul, and red means you're off, and that's it. Not like oh well, you know we'll give you an orange one. Uh, when yeah. I was laughing, I believe when he said green card because we've been talking about Americanization of sports all day, and then come up with a green card instead of an orange card. So for me, the game as it is, and seriously, you can't have this. Bin thing because you would you could be a stage where you could only have like five on each side. So what happens then? Because the the law says the it's it's the minimum for a team. So if you imagine you've got a man sent off, else complains, not enough to be sent off, but enough to be sin bin. He's already on the yellow card, except unless someone throws the ball away, then the crowd run the ref again. It would lead to chaos, really would. So I'm totally. I don't mean change if it's changing for the. This for the good, but not change of the sake of change. I don't see the benefit at all. Okay, great show as always. Uh, thanks to Stu, Kevin, George, Alwaleed, and Mitch. Uh, thanks to Steve Hasty for trying to get in, but uh, unfortunately, his internet was down. Hopefully, he'll get that sorted for Friday. I'm back Thursday morning, 10 o'clock with Super Mac and Gibbo, and then Friday night with the Amigos at five o'clock. But for now, that's been a uh, UFC matters. Jordy's here, Jordy's there. Take care. See you in the morning. See you, lads. Hey, everybody, good to see you.